friends, and welcome to another episode of the Bluetooth Bacteria Podcast. I'm your host, Leah, and I'm here with my iGEM team members, Victor, Angel, Sabrina, and Dara. If you are new to this podcast, we are part of the Pittsburgh iGEM team, and our goal is to talk about current advances in synthetic biology and its different applications. Today, we are very excited to have Shitti, Amea, and Gorev from the BITS Goa team talk a little bit about what they're working on and some of the challenges that they have faced so far. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Before we get started, can you guys tell me a little bit about yourselves, like your position and how many people are on your team? Uh, okay, so uh, we're a team, we're a first time team actually. So this is the first time we're actually participating in IGEM and we have 12 members in our team. And uh, the, the best part is we're from all over the country. So we're really distributed uh, in all states and we kind of cover the entire country that way. And uh, wow. I'm, uh, I'm the team lead this year. And yeah, I think I'll hand it over to Gaurav. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm Gaurav. And in our team, we don't have like very distinct uh, distinctions as to what each person is doing in the team. But I guess I designed the genetic sequences. So that is what I did. And I'm Amir. So as Gaurav said, there is no distinct regimentation in the team. Everyone sort of does everything. But uh, you could say I am a part of the modeling team where I'm just usually involved with framing the mathematical models or, uh, you know, helping sometimes with the coding of the wiki or even the right uh, code to validate the models. So now can you tell us a little bit about your project and what your inspiration was so that for that main problem that you're trying to solve? Okay. Uh, let me have a go at it. Uh, so our project is based on the uh, agricultural sector and uh, it is uh, actually based in the sugar industry. Uh, we are working with sugarcane and uh, our problem, the problem we are targeting is uh, when sugarcane is transferred from the fields where it's grown to the mills, uh, a lot of sugar content or sucrose content inside the sugarcane is deteriorated because of an enzyme called invertase and uh, we plan to stop that and because of that uh, there is uh, billions of dollars like lost in the sugarcane industry uh, and yeah so that is what we are targeting by making a scientifically engineered bacteria that will secrete a anti-invertase and it will arrest the action of invertase and will not let it deteriorate the sucrose inside the sugarcane and hence increase the yield of sugarcane. Mm -hmm. Oh, and our project name is Sugar Gain. Uh, <laughs> and uh, our tagline is we wish to make the world a sweeter place, quite literally. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I really like that. Um, I'm, I think I missed it, but what exactly was the enzyme that makes the sugar deteriorate? Uh, Invertase. Invertase. Oh, okay. So that leads us kind of into the next question about how you're engineering it. So how are you guys fixing the, that problem? You know, just go, if you can go into some more depth. So our uh, E. coli that we're genetically engineering will have a self-regulatory mechanism within the sugarcane system itself. So uh, it'll sense, it has a biosensor uh, underlying uh, circuit, which will sense the fructose content and proportionally secrete invertase. So it's a self-regulatory mechanism uh, of secreting anti-invertase, which goes and binds with invertase and uh, prevents the action of invertase on sucrose. So our hope is uh, through this, uh, in the mills, the sugar retrieval rates will now increase because the sucrose 
content is intact and not broken down by uh, inverters. And because um, biosafety is really important because our project is kind of associated with the consumable that is the downstream sugar that is going to come out of the mill. We have like a robust uh, three-tire fail-safe mechanism that we've kind of designed, uh, mm -hmm. which I think Gaurav will uh, lead us through and explain in detail. So that's kind of our biosafety aspect of our project as well. Okay. Uh, one more thing that I would like to add to that is uh, we have a fructose biosensor because fructose is a downstream product of uh, sucrose being uh, converted. So invertase breaks down sucrose into fructose and glucose. And uh, um, the amount of fructose will be proportional somewhat to the amount of invertase action present inside the sugar cane. So that's why we targeted or we chose a fructose biosensor and then we added our anti-invertase after that biosensor. Uh, and coming to our biosafety, uh, so our biosafety kill switch firstly is uh, uh, anaerobic kill switch. So it is under the regulation of a FNR promoter and it is a toxin antitoxin system uh, where we are using CCDB and CCDA. And uh, that kill switch will basically uh, kill the bacteria once it, it is outside the environment of the sugarcane stem. So if it leaves the sugarcane stem, then it should die. And uh, we also have other fail-safes in plan. One is a double oxotrophic system with uh, uh, basic amino acids, uh, like the bacteria will be oxotrophic to arginine and tryptophan uh, because uh, nitrogenous amino acids are the ones which are not really variable inside the sugarcane stem. So again, that, that will ensure that the bacteria won't survive outside the sugarcane. And finally, there is one more uh, fail-safe, which is basically in the process of sugar making itself. Uh, the sugarcane juice, which is extracted, that is heated up to like 100 degrees or even more, uh, 100 degrees Celsius and even more. And uh, that should obviously just kill. So the other fail-safes are required because uh, sugarcane juice is actually uh, a very common beverage in India. So just to prevent uh, the, the bacteria from surviving uh, mm -hmm. there. Yeah, that's, that's a good ethical, you know, block protection. Definitely important to consider. So actually, are you guys, are you guys actually already creating this bacteria? Are you guys, do you guys have lab access that you're starting to experiment with, with actually transforming the bacteria to do this? Or is this all theoretical and mathematical modeling? So unfortunately, no, our lab access kind of ended in March. Mm -hmm. So the next time we'll be going back to campus would be next year. And that's yeah. kind of when we'll get access back. So way after Jamboree. So we've kind of had to limit ourselves to mathematical models. Mm -hmm. But we're trying to make them as robust as possible to try and explain how our genetic circuit would actually work real time within the system. And for us, it's a very meaningful cause that we're working towards because it's a very uh, unknown problem, the invertase action and the loss that a farmer actually uh, faces. So if we're able to affect downstream change at a grassroots level, that would be really great. <laughs> so we're trying our best in spite of not having the uh, lab access. Yeah, yeah, no, I, a lot of teams have been doing that. But uh, so are, are you guys planning on continuing with this project next year? you know how iGEM is offering a two-year approach where you do a lot of the preparation and the, the literature in the first year and you introduce that as your beginning and then you actually 
perform the experiments and have a product at the end. Are you guys planning on doing that? Yes. So we're definitely considering a phase one, phase two uh, system here. So we'll now prove it mathematically and hopefully next year the next team can take it on and show the lab as well, lab experiments. Any of the members on your team now are considering staying on the team for next year or are all of you planning on leaving and having a new set follow? See, I'm just going to go ahead and say everyone is continuing <laughs> because like, I'm not allowing them <laughs> to have an option at this point. <laughs> but I will be graduating, so I may not be part of the next year's team. But okay. um, I'm not going to give the others an option. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, I answered Because they all know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all prepared. We'll They're all caught up. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> She's been conditioning us for this ever since we started. So I think yes. we're, we're good to go. Okay. No, that's, that's awesome, though. You guys obviously consider the moral and ethical limitations to your project. What are some of the challenges that you guys have faced when considering different, when considering fail-safe or finding genetic material or literature? Have you guys experienced any issues with that? Where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to start off with the modeling and the dry lab. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think I'll go ahead with that. Apparently, the... A uh, biosensor which we've chosen is not uh, very well documented. So uh, the uh, the PFRUB system uh, which we're using to, uh, to, uh, to make a biosensor has very little literature on it. Uh, and since we do not have any lab access at the moment, we have to rely on mathematical models to validate our project. And in the absence of literature, it makes really it makes it really difficult for us to model anything at the point. So one major uh, obstacle at the moment is that our uh, biosensor is just a set of equations, and we have to design experiments uh, which will might help us to determine the relevant parameters and the constants, maybe the KD values or uh, interaction constants and so, uh, so on and so forth. But um, that is a major problem and we're still trying how we can refine the model to you know, get any sort of uh, valuable data out of it. But as of now, we haven't really uh, found any success. So the more biosensor model right now is just a set of equations, which we're just staring at every day. <laughs> Have you guys contacted any experts to help with the modeling? I know that I don't have a lot of experience with modeling, so I, I would probably need a lot of help. <laughs> uh, in fact, we actually went to the measurement committee themselves, but um, uh, they too did not have, they uh, did try their level best to help us, but uh, they too did not uh, have uh, a lot of uh, experience in this particular, uh, I would say experience rather, I would say, Shruti, can you fill in? I tend to have these episodes where I don't remember words. No, so they basically kind of guided us on how yeah. to uh, fill in for the discrepancies in the models that we were facing. So that was, that was kind of uh, useful, yeah. the insights that they gave. But one more thing we did was reach out to uh, one of our professors from another institute for economic modeling because we felt that we had to prove that there is a significant benefit for farmers when they use our product. So economic modeling was something that we actually reached out to and got uh, uh, outside help for and even uh, for our manufacturing process because we felt again we for our implementation we had to scale up how we are going to manufacture uh, bacteria at such a high rate and like figure out the invertase mechanism on a large scale so chemical modeling was also something that you know we, we that went back to our pi and our profs and sat down with them and they kind of chalked it out and helped us 
That's really, that's really cool. I, it's also really cool that you're doing economic modeling, um, which is something that I feel like previous teams haven't done as much of. IGEM teams, that's a good way of um, showing how it'll influence the world and how, how your project can be impactful in the community. But a lot of people tend to focus more on just the, the medical or the, the biological applications of it not so much on an economic standpoint. So that's definitely something very interesting that you guys are doing. No, I, I was just gonna say that it definitely did make a big difference uh, in our outlook as well. Like before this, it was something that we thought will happen, but when we actually like crunched out the numbers, it actually showed us that this might be actually a thing that can help people. And especially now that we don't have uh, any lab uh, or any lab work as such, uh, I think it, it is like good for us to kind of reach out and see what we can do to make it like more strong. Uh, like just Shruti adding said, on to Gaurav. Yeah, I mean, yeah, after you. Okay, uh, so as Shruti said, uh, uh, you know, having a holistic approach really changes your perspective on uh, uh, what your project should really be. So uh, normally as uh, IGM teams or rather any team for that matter, really focus on the major points of the project, which is just probably considering IGM is just the biology or sometimes the modeling aspect. But uh, then uh, the ultimate goal is actually, uh, you know, to... Uh, 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 to ensure that your project is of uh, some use or um, to the community or uh, you want to contribute to the community in some manner. So by, uh, you know, looking at a project from all possible perspectives, uh, it, uh, you know, brings us closer to that goal of, uh, in the end, somehow helping out the community that uh, uh, that's around us. And I think the pandemic actually helped us do this because if we were in our universities, in our labs, our main focus would have been to, you know, get the experiments working and get the data out. But, you know, the pandemic really forced us to sit and think, uh, how best can you look at it? And from what all angles can you look at the project that we're trying to solve? So. Mm -hmm. uh, just a quick question. This is more of a specific, but do you guys know how much money um, by doing this, how much money you would save, or I guess how much money is usually lost during this process of transporting the sugar cane? Yeah, uh, I have the numbers. I can pull it out. Just give me a second. <laughs> Do you want us to get the numbers? <laughs> I don't know. I was just curious. Uh, yeah, just a second. Yeah, it, it, I can tell you like around 17% weight loss happens mm -hmm. during that time. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> And so, then there's a sucrose loss of about 2 to 10%, but that depends on which region you're considering. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So that's uh, around, uh, that roughly translates to 900 or so billion rupees. So again, it's INR to dollars, but uh, yeah, around 900 billion rupees annually lost like every year because of this sucrose action. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a lot. So what are you guys... What are your next steps for the rest of this this term and I guess going into next year? I think we want to get our entrepreneurship sorted because like I feel that's something we want to pay more attention to. If we have a viable product, how would it perform in the market? That's something we really want to see. And I think even sustainable development goals. So we kind of hosted a bio summit recently for uh, IGM teams as a pre-India uh, meetup event. And that kind of started the conversation on uh, SDGs and how to really implement them uh, from even a, a small, like how can you affect change? So, and try to contribute towards sustainable development goals. So trying to integrate that with our project would be a direction that, you know, we explore and go in. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, basically making the projects more viable again. So we have been looking into uh, the hardware aspect of the project as well, and like possibly making a specialized specialized hardware uh, that can actually grow our bacteria because again our bacteria cannot survive in like the regular environment mm-hmm. uh, so that is one of the things that we have been looking into so so that we can make this more practical and more scalable for the industry is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about or mention for the podcast that we didn't ask you about I think it's uh, our first time, so like the struggles our first time team faces, and on top of that, we had the curveball thrown that, you know, it's a pandemic, so we couldn't, so we, we had to like yeah. overcome quite a few hurdles at quite quite a few time points, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, if Gaurav or Ramaya have anything to add about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, think it's because uh, we didn't have like any uh, alumni, item alumni, to basically like tell us what to do <laughs> because at, yeah. at some point in in like our whole uh, like when we started and all at some point we did not we did not even know like what a biobrick is like in the beginning beginning <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's why it 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 was a it was a steep learning curve but yeah now now it's fine now we like yeah, we're glad we did it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we definitely had some uh, similar trouble at the beginning, especially when we were trying to brainstorm and come up with an idea of what to do. It was just so hard. It was so hard. I feel like if we were in person and we were trying to figure it out, but we were doing this over Zoom meetings and it was so awkward. And it, yeah, and, but we were lucky because we had one person uh, who was an iGEM the previous year so he was a huge help so i can, yeah, can't imagine if we didn't so, uh, have him. even zoom meetings it's very hard to have multiple discussions happening at the same time <laughs> and it's really exhausting just sitting and looking at a screen the whole day so yeah but it's it was fun it is a new experience i guess and yeah. uh, we can actually claim that we we work through a pandemic something no other igm team can really <laughs> talk about so that came to fame i guess <laughs> It's our dedication to science. <laughs> yeah, it's our dedication to science. Yeah, it seems like you guys did well. Like you really turned it around and turned it to your advantage from what you're telling me about. You know, preparing your project and looking at all the angles and everything. I think that that's definitely a positive quality that you can probably sell when you're getting judged. <laughs> I think the reason for that is because we started really early. So, because we were, we were really unsure if we would have a team to apply, because getting sponsorship in India, especially with the current, uh, you know, the participation fees, is it's really expensive because it's in dollars. So, to put it in perspective, it pays for like uh, one undergraduate's entire college year, like four years of college is paid through IGEM's participation fees in India. So, wow. it's really expensive. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we were like, like the conversion, the conversion really just. <laughs> And moreover, since we are a first-time team, it was difficult to convince people that it was worth it. It was worth Very investing. Yeah. Even 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 our like uh, even our college itself, it was quite difficult to like convince them that like it is worth it for us to go here and represent the college and for the first time. Uh, and again, with the pandemic and then being no actual chambery, uh, yeah. So all of that. Also, 
compounded some of the stuff but we we were very very lucky to have our uh, alumni network uh, coming together and kind of funding us to there so i think that's kind of what motivates us because now we have a point to prove that you know we can still do mm-hmm. it despite all the circumstances and what's been happening so yeah mm-hmm. yeah wow that's that's awesome that's inspiring honestly it was really important for us that you know uh, we try to impact accessibility in science and break language barriers so iit madras had started the language project and uh, now with three teams that's iit madras university of rochester and bitscore it's kind of blown into this full fledged initiative we have seven verticals inside our uh, accessibility project so the first thing we're trying to do is translate iigem resources and synthetic biology resources into multiple languages lucky for us our team speaks eight languages so that kind of really helped uh, you know push it forward and uh, wow. give a starting point for it yeah uh, and we've also tied up with a couple of ngos where we are curating stem content for them to uh, propagate it with their uh, children so one is focused on women's education and upliftment and the other is for um, the children and underprivileged and at risk teens so we curate stem content and we translate it and we pass it on to them and the third thing we're working on is wiki accessibility so we found out that you know most igem teams find it really hard to make the wikis accessible to the visually impaired and even like integrating simple things like text to speech becomes like a challenge for teams so we're trying to like release a guide and have uh, tutorials on how to make your wiki more accessible for a uh, team so our um, one of our teammates actually built a, a software that you know uh, helps you deploy your wiki and uh, we call it wiki sync it's pretty cool so yeah you guys actually make your wiki yeah. build it and deploy it as well to the items so there are also a couple of other things we're doing with asl trying to make you know jamboree more inclusive so if you can learn an asl phrase and send us a video of you know uh, signing a, a common phrase in the jamboree that would be really cool we are trying to like stitch together a movie and play it at the jamboree on how uh, different teams have actually taken the time off to learn uh, asl and uh, you know make jamboree more inclusive and uh, we also have a dance collaboration because why should science be restricted to those who can speak so science as art and science as dance is also another thing we're working on Yeah, wow. so that's our accessibility project. So if you guys are also interested, like mail us. We'll we'll like uh, give you all our mail IDs or anything. And if any division interests yeah. you, oh, we'd love to hear from you. Anything. Yeah, we're definitely. I think we definitely would be interesting. I think that's a really good, good goal for accessibility in science. Yeah. Okay, so that's all the time we have for today. Again, thank you so much for joining us today and we wish you the best of luck.